Thanks for having me. Uh, following Brent is never an easy thing. I love listening to Brent Dykes and I love reading what he has. So everybody go out, get his book, get everybody's book that is being advertised on here. Uh, you're not going to go wrong with that. So when Kate invited me to speak today, um, I'm not going to have any slides, right? I'm going to be trying to be concise and clear in a very quick, condensed time period. But when I started to think about the topics and I started to review all the speakers that are here, every topic they're going to cover, the, the different ideas and thoughts, and especially the amazing speakers themselves, I tried to find a section or a topic that wasn't necessarily being covered as much. And that was data storytelling for the executive suite, for the C-suite, for leadership of an organization. And Brent actually started to talk about this at the very end of his questions. And I hope to dive into it a little bit here. Um, and, and there's going to be two main portions of my 10 minutes here. The first one is understanding your audience, which is what Brent was just talking about. One of the key things when we think about data storytelling, maybe above all others, is to understand the audience that you're going to speak to. And I'll get into that a little bit more. It might be more important than the insight that you're trying to share itself. Because if you don't understand the audience and you don't understand how to put it to them, you're not necessarily going to be successful. And then the second side of data storytelling for the C-suite, I'm going to give you five C's or five keys that you can make sure to do on this ongoing basis as you try to prepare to address leadership and executives of organizations. The nice thing is the way I've designed these five C's is they will permeate down through other levels of an organization. So going from the C-suite to your decision makers, all the way down to entry level employees, you can apply these rules, but we're gonna to focus today on the C-suite. Now, in my role and in, in what I do with data literacy and, and data strategy and all of these things, I've had many opportunities to work with the C-suite and or executives and leadership at a company. And I can tell you right now, probably the number one thing that matters is understanding that audience itself. Let's take a step back for a minute. As we're preparing a data story, as we're finding insight, as we're doing analytics, whatever it may be, think about your C-suite for a minute and understanding that audience. First off, a C-suite is going to be full of people who run different sides of a business. That matters greatly when we prepare a data story. If you're talking to a chief marketing officer versus a chief risk officer versus a chief sales officer versus the CEO of a company, understanding who you're talking to matters. And in some cases, it'll be the breadth of that entire audience. Understanding not only what their role is, but what their vision and goals are is imperative. There was a question or a comment during Brent's Q&A where someone says, how do, you, how do you prepare and understand the C-suite? First off, good leadership is based on relationships. Build a relationship with this audience. Understand, get to know them, study them, right? You might only have five minutes with the C-suite but you could spend five hours prepping your story by getting to know the people that you're going to be involved with. By doing this, you have a clear cut way and understanding of pinpointing what to share, who to share it with and how to do it. Overall, understanding your audience when it comes to the C-suite might be one of the most important topics and things that you can do to prepare carefully. Now, like I said, that could be extrapolated out to the rest of an organization. Is it decision makers you're dealing with? Is it a general audience that you're dealing with? Understand who it is. And again, do that by getting to know them. Now, because of my limited time, let's dovetail into the five C's that I consider being data storytelling for the C-suite. Think about your C-suite for a minute. How much time do you think you're gonna get in front of them? 
they are consistently full of meetings. Their calendar probably looks like a wonderful game of Tetris, to be honest. Being able to have an hour to present to them is probably going to be very far-fetched and not possible. You might have five to 10 minutes. So the first C that we want to go into with the C's of data storytelling for the C-suite is be clear, right? The other thing we have to understand in understanding the audience is your C-suite probably does not have a bunch of people who are statisticians, mathematicians, data scientists, etc. They have backgrounds in the fields that they now run at an organization. So be very clear. Get rid of all the jargon. Get rid of statistical terms. Come and make it clear and easy for them to understand. That leads us to the second C, which is to be concise. Okay, if you uh, these executives, <clears throat> they don't necessarily need a big flowery dashboard. I have a, I had a wonderful executive when I was working at American Express, whose philosophy was he did not care how pretty the dashboard was. He cared about the insight that was in it. So I get wanting to build these amazing looking visualizations and everything, but if it does not tie to the story and if it does not bring value to it. You might be wasting your time on building it into this massive thing. So be clear, be concise. Next, be very consistent. And let me explain a little bit about what I mean on that. Let's say you're in a role that's going to present something to an executive suite on a regular basis. I can share from my past, I had a report again at American Express where I was building predictive analytics around reserves and write-offs for the company. I shifted it and I made it into six charts. It used to be 77 slides that I inherited. I built it down into six charts that they could look at on their phone. I made it consistent every single week. That's what they got. And within that chart, they could see what they needed to see. So if you're dealing with a C-suite, don't change things up regularly. By changing things, they don't have a lot of time. They don't necessarily want to be instructed again. They don't necessarily want to have to go through a whole tutorial on it every few weeks. So be consistent. Next, contextualize. That's the fourth C. Bring context to what you're doing. The C-suite has so many meetings, has so many topics that it has to cover. So many things are coming their way, ideas, how to run a business. You have to bring context to the story, right? It's not just this, hey, I found this insight. They might say to you very quickly, who cares? Why do I care about that insight? So in a condensed version, in a five to 10 minute story, Tell them the why, kind of like we were talking about, beginning, middle, end. Find out, start with the why. Why were you running this? Bring context to it. And the final C might seem a little bit different than what we're thinking here. Be creative. A lot of these people in the C-suite, they don't have the background that we do. We're sitting here in a dedicated conference where we have a lot of data and analytics professionals. I'm, I'm wondering how many from the C-suite we actually have. They don't necessarily have the backgrounds we do. They don't necessarily have the color visualization acumen that we do. By bringing to them this ability to be creative, this, this again needs to be a part of getting rid of jargon, get rid of statistical terms, get rid of all of that. Be clear, concise, bring context, get creative, be consistent. Bringing these all together allows us to help drive understanding. But by doing that, we're going to help them. And again, we're looking at an executive suite people that are not going to have a lot of time for us to do some massive thing. So if we can keep to these five C's, again, clear, concise, consistent, con contextual, and then creative, we can create a story that is meaningful, them, for, meaningful for them, allowing them to make decisions off of the insight that we've gathered, which in the end is the end goal of data and analytics. 
So with that, we can bring Kate back on. And if, if I have any questions, we can, uh, we can get to those. Awesome. Thank you so much for this, Jordan. You have a lot of questions and a lot of comments. We, we do have some time, but we're not definitely not going to address them all. Um, I'm going to go ahead and start by asking the audience a question before we ask you something, because you asked, you know, you said you're wondering how many people have joined us here from the C-suite. So if you are in a C-suite role, if you just let us know, just put C-suite in the comments, it would be interesting to kind of get a sense of what kind of mix we've got here. So at this point, let's go to some comments. Said saying, without slides, pure storytelling style. I love mm -hmm. that. Uh, Richard says, uh, great topic. And you're giving some good hints for, um, for his storytelling next week. There was a question here from, I believe, Gary here. Jordan, can you give some tips for getting C-Suite to buy into or sponsor the organization's data journey? Yeah, it's a great question, Gary. One of, one of the things that the pandemic that we've seen has driven for organizations is some of that old school thinking that we don't need data to do things is being pushed to the side very quickly. Um, organizations found very quickly that they're not necessarily um, data driven like they thought they were. And they also learned very quickly that this old school mentality of how to do things went away. Now, the one thing I tell people is you have to, you cannot share products, features, visualization, et cetera. To get a C-suite to buy in, you have to know the story of why it matters. I saw a comment that basically said, hearing again, the word why. We have to get leadership to understand why this matters. One of the key ways to do that is bring a proof of concept analytical project to the table that brought value to the organization. It's one thing for me to come in when I build a strategy for an organization and say, you have to do this. Well, of course, I believe in it. You believe in it. All of us believe in it. They're going to be like, why? Oh, let me show you. I have a proof of concept that worked in this org. It was data driven. This was the outcome. Ah, you expand, And then what you do is you get that to permeate throughout. Um, but don't just start bringing stories without proof. For an executive suite or a C-suite to buy in, bring a proof of concept with you. That absolutely makes sense. Uh, Grace has a question here. Any advice on how to start a relationship with the C-suite? So this is a good question. It depends on the size of the organization. I can tell you right now, American Express, when I worked there, 65,000 employees. Very hard to be able to get in front of that C-suite. I was lucky enough that I actually basically reported up into one of the executive members of the team. What I would say is find ways to build relationships in ways that it depends on who it is. It could be go to your boss and say, I really want to help drive relationships with the executive team. You might not be able to start at the top. They might take you a tier down at, at the SVP or the VP level, but you have to start somewhere. Talk to your boss, find ways to communicate with them, get their tips and tricks. If they push you back, I want you to push them. That's one of the things that I can't stand about some leadership at that mid-level mid range is, oh, you can't go talk to the C-suite, bullcrap. You can go talk to anybody. The matter is they're fearful of you doing that. So find ways to do it. And there's one key trick that I can give you right now. Reach out to someone on your C-suite or the executive level and ask them to be your mentor. Done. Okay. Yeah, that's a great a lot way. of them are willing to be mentors. Get in with them that way. And as you're building that mentor relationship, which you truly should want to be mentored by them, start to weave in this data journey and the storytelling journey. That's great advice. Thank you for that. Uh, question here from Andre. What is the most common issue that you encounter when trying to explain complex data to the C-suite? Uh, it's, it's a very good question. Their lack of understanding. 
to be perfectly frank. It, the the C-suite, as wonderful as they can be, they're not statisticians, they're not data scientists. The key to make complex data is learning yourself how to simplify down complex problems, right? Like for example, I use this example all the time. One of my favorite statistical models is Markov chain analysis. The moment I go to a C-suite and say, hey, I just ran Markov chain analysis, they're not gonna listen to me. But if I say I just ran a probability analysis, that makes more sense to them. So finding ways to simplify the com complexity of data and analytics will get you in more doors with them. Um, but that challenge is not on them because their executives, if you say you have to learn something new, they're not going to listen to you. That challenge is on us, the practitioners, to be able to say, I'm going to simplify this, test it on people, right? You have a community here on LinkedIn, test it with people, say, yeah. would you understand this? If they do, great, then let's go march to somebody else and then you can see. Yeah, absolutely. We've got another question here on relationships from Gilbert. How does working remotely, which most of us are doing right now, impact relationship building and storytelling with the C-suite? Good question, Gilbert. I actually find it easier to be perfectly yeah. frank. When they're in an office, think about it. They have people coming to them all the time. So not only do you have this Tetris calendar that's going to be very hard to breach, but you have people stopping in all the time that are going to breach that calendar. Now it's, it's harder to breach that calendar. I actually find relationship building. I get that there's no in person, but here's a prime example. Kate and I became great friends. How? Virtually to start. And now I speak at her conferences. She likes to make fun of me. You know, that, that is an opportunity that exists out there. Reach out to people. Remotely to me, doesn't matter. You can still build good connections through the remote. And I find the C-suite's time is more available being remote than it is if they are on site somewhere. Yeah, absolutely. I think it is kind of easier virtually. And I, I do remember I reached out to you because I had a question on Click. So I, I went on LinkedIn and searched for the word Click and your name came up. And I'm like, hey, Jordan, you don't know me. I need help. And you're like, can we chat next week? I'm like, no, I need help now. You're like, okay, yeah, let's get on a call. So you kind of have to just put yourself out there. And not everyone's going to be as nice as Jordan, but most people are really nice uh, in, in, in our community. We've got a comment here from Mark. Uh, he says, if you can tell them something they already know, you've lost the audience. As soon as they look at their phone, game over. What do you think about that? Oh, I think it's 100% right. Right. That That's a key. We just talked about Brent, and you could do a half day on this, the aha moment. Right. If, if you want to get the C-suite to buy in, this goes back to a previous question, find something they don't know, use data to prove it and then show them. Right. And, and the, the nice thing is a lot of times they think they already know. Right. And, and no offense to C-suite. Right. They're, they're firm in their opinions at times. And this is an opportunity to show them. Sorry, but that's not a correct statement. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Another question here from Trent, any tips on adding recommendations or actions to visuals for the C-suite? I would absolutely put recommendations right in any visualization, right? They, the more, this goes to the concise, have the visualization and have straight bullets. Don't make them wordy, don't make them long, make them quick and concise. That's what they want. They want this simplified approach. I think it's Jeff Bezos who basically says, if you can't get stuff done in 15 to 20 minutes, you're not doing it right. So be concise and have the recommendation with the visual so that if they pull it up and you tie it to the story that you're sharing, it's yeah. very easy for them to see what you're trying to get at. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Back in my consulting days, there was uh, an executive that worked for a bank that would say when we put slides together or presentations, 
we wanted the the takeaway, the aha moment, the main narrative right up at the, at the top, then we didn't even need to use proper punctuation, right? It would be like sales up, this happened, that happened, all in one sentence. It didn't even make sense, um, you know, in the English language, but he that's what he liked. It was just right crisp to the point. And we'll take a last question here from Raymond. Do we need to involve the C-suite in the creation of the beta story? They already should be without them knowing it. This is a part of understanding your audience. This is understanding their vision, their needs, and all of that. Um, I don't think you need to involve them in exactly what you're building, but as you build relationships and as you understand the audience and the needs that they have, they're already in the creation of that story. So when you present it, they're already going to see that you're tying to what they've requested. You're tying to their vision. You're tying to their business unit. So they are a part of it. Don't think of anything separate. The moment you do that, you're siloing things off and that's going to cause problems. Think of them as already an integral part of what you're trying to do. Got it. Um, Jordan, we're at time now, but I do want to thank you so much for taking the time. And I love your trail and running medals in the back. You have a lot of comments about other runners are here and they're supporting you. So maybe go ahead and check out the comments if you've got some time. I know you're off today. So thank you again for, for making time for this.